1: We are delighted to be joined by Steve Schwartzman, of course, of Blackstone. Steve, thank you. You were just on stage with the Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak. How much are you putting in the UK? What are you most excited about when it comes to UK growth?
2: Well, we've been putting a lot of money into the UK. First of all, we're doing our headquarters building here, which is a very significant size building. It will be the largest built in the Mayfair area in the last several decades. Uh, we bought uh, two companies in the last two weeks uh, in the United States, in the UK, uh, and um, you know we we have a total of uh, seventy billion pounds. That's close to 90, million, $90 billion dollars of investments uh, in the UK, with thirty-seven thousand people working. Uh, in these companies in real estate.
1: But Steve, what stands out as, as the biggest strength, actually, for the UK? Because there are many questions. That, there was an autumn statement. We're not uh, sure how they're going to fund some of the tax cuts if they continue down the road. And we don't know if the Conservatives are in power in 12 months.
2: Well, the big advantages of the UK uh, are the English language, uh, the rule of law. Uh, they have a terrific uh, university system. Uh, they have a great... Uh, life science uh, areas. They're the number one uh, tourist uh, uh, area uh, in Europe, which which actually I, I found surprising. Uh, and, and so they have a lot of pockets uh, of strength. Uh, they've been through a complex time uh, uh, politically. Uh, but if you look longer term, uh, the rule of law uh, in, in the UK is very strong. Their regulatory posture has been uh, quite consistent uh, over time. But we forget that these are good things. Uh, and not all places in the world uh, have them. Uh, and, and so I think um, I'm not an expert on U- UK, uh, you know, sort of laws in the sense of what they're doing politically. I think their autumn statement uh, on balance, which was stimulative, uh, is a good and necessary thing uh, for their economy. Uh, and you know, they have not much more open approach uh, to uh, immigration at the top levels uh, of uh, education uh, which is good for helping to power uh, and economy. Uh, so so I, I think there's some interesting things going on here.
1: Um, Steve, what can you tell us about private market valuations at PE firms? So in general, can, do you see LPs actually demanding more information on marks and more you know, reporting requirements on valuation? Is that something that's shifting?
2: Uh, I, I don't see a big uh, a, a set of enormous concerns. Uh, On that. Uh, What always happens at this stage in the cycle, uh, you know, when you go to very high interest rates uh, and and the world sort of starts slowing down, uh, is that uh, deals slow down. So for LPs, their biggest concern is they're not getting capital flows back uh, that they normally were depending on because people uh, aren't aren't selling assets. Uh, These type of cycles always end and things return uh, to normal. It's quite interesting uh, that um, you know we, we just did two deals in the UK in the last two weeks. One in the affordable, uh, uh, in what they call social housing area. One in computer software. Uh, Both are million, billion uh, dollar, uh, two billion dollar type deals. Uh, We're doing a number of things in the U.S. now, some of which have been announced, some of which haven't. Uh, We just were involved with a situation in Norway that's 12 billion dollars. So the deal business is... Is not totally in mothballs, uh, and and these things start again, uh, and I think we're more on that side of the uh, cycle, although it has been, you know, somewhat dreary uh, uh, for a year.
1: So in terms, for example, of real estate, I think you're raising an opportunistic fund, ten billion. How's that going?
2: Well, we're we're raising money for a European fund. Actually, we're always raising money for a lot of funds, Francine, uh, and you know we, we've gone through a big fundraising cycle, so we have over uh, $200 billion. It's one of the biggest pools of uninvested capital in the world, uh, and that will be deployed uh, in due course. Interestingly, in real estate, which you just asked about, we're seeing a good deal of um, uh, volume uh, buying things in Europe, uh, because European real estate is is under pressure, uh, in large part, because interest rates were so low here for so long, sometimes in countries they were negative. So the borrowing costs, to own real estate were next to nothing and, and now it's closer to six percent. So if you have to carry a whole portfolio that used to cost you next to nothing at six percent, they need to sell things. You know um, It's it's necessary to to just hold their other properties. And so we're seeing some very, very good buys um, Mm -hmm. in that kind of environment because unlike most people, we we have enormous capital and can buy the types of real estate that that we like, whether they're uh, data centers, whether they're warehouses, whether they're student housing, where those sectors have done very well.
1: Um, Steve, what can you tell us about So, have you seen any redemptions in in that? How's that going? Breits. 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 How do you say? B R E I T.
2: You say uh, b uh, Yeah. <laughs> well, those those redemptions have gone down. Uh, you know, they're I think forty percent or something like that of what they were uh, a, a year ago, uh, and, and so that uh, that uh, pool of capital Stabilized. is actually doing quite well uh, compared to almost all other real estate. Uh, and, and so um, you know we we look forward to that sort of ultimately going back to a very normal uh, kind of world
1: it, overall d- d- does UK politics seem benign compared to the US but also what we saw in the
2: Netherlands well you know commenting on politics of other countries let alone our own which has a, a sense of drama uh, and and you know sort of incredulity uh, is, is outside of my remit
0: fair Steve Schwarzman, thank you so much